Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to After Hours with Tifo and Luby. Jump to Forrest Mike Luby Lubitz here on the Believe Network. And uh, this man first came into uh, focus for me uh, with a brilliant portrayal of the divorce attorney Arnold Becker on L.A. Law. And it became a very relatable uh, character uh, for me as uh, Mo for three with a walk uh, here so far in marriages. So maybe we can get some advice uh, from the character uh, on that. Uh, and now doing his own thing. Uh, Corbin Bernson uh, joins us here on the show, and he has a new documentary series, Journey of Faith, that is streaming on Pure Fix. And uh, Pure Flix. Uh, we welcome uh, Corbin to the show. Corbin, how are you? Very good. Thank you. Good morning. Good, good to have you on the program. I, I didn't realize how far back you went, though. I mean, uh, I, I was thinking as I was looking at uh, some of your uh, biographical material and uh, your, your first appearance in film goes back to uh, before the time uh, when, like, Jim Morrison and the Doors were playing in front of, like, eight strung-out people on a Tuesday night at the Whiskey. I mean, a first appearance in films in 1967? Uh, yeah, man. Well, I love that reference because I'm reading a lot of stuff about L.A. right now and the whole L.A. scene. And, uh, you know, the Doors actually played at my high school. Oh, wow. Um, so, uh, yeah, I guess, I guess, I don't know, 1967, I think that was that, like, I, I'm not sure what that one was, but, uh, yeah, I, I, my parents were in the business, so I was in and around it, and I stuck my way under the desk, and I got my face filmed. Um, but I really didn't do any, I rejected, during that period specifically, that, you know, that growing up in the 60s, and it wasn't until I was about 19 or 20 years old that I thought, no, this is in my blood, I've got, you know, I love it too much already and uh, got serious about it. All right. Tell us about this new project and uh, how you got involved uh, doing your own production now. Sure. Um, uh, well, I had, uh, my father passed away when I was about in, in my early 50s. And uh, I had this you know, life and career behind me. And I had this lot of opportunity ahead of me. And I was, I wasn't through a midlife crisis, but you had a midlife point where you're thinking about, you know, things. When your father passes away, and I was close to my dad, um, you're left with this hole, this, you know, this, that, a door open, I should say. And um, I wrote a little film uh, that uh, uh, was about a midlife crisis, but it wasn't the Red Ferrari stories about it. I thought, well, I'm going to write a movie about a, a pastor who his whole life has been given to God and married to God, and one day he wakes up and says, you're not talking to me, I'm not talking to you. And went and laid it up in this small town up in Canada with very real people uh, as the actors, and they funded the film. And word got out about all of this. I got a call from uh, uh, Sony Pictures and said, "Hey, you're a Christian filmmaker." And I said, "Sure, why not?" And <laughs> I just, yeah, that's it just, me. It just came out. I got you know, and but during the course of it. You know, a lot of wonderful things happened that reestablished, reaffirmed my faith. I'm not, you know, again, I, I, I like to be clear. I'm not this evangelical in your face. I'm a guy who believes in God and believes in the words of Christ. Uh, that was brought to me by my mother, who, a tormented soul, who one minute loved Christ and the next minute had a fifth of vodka in her hand. So um, it was, it, you know, religion and faith were put to me in a very real context of their power and ability and shortcomings and every other part of it. And, um, but to this day, um, 
and partly through this journey of faith, um, I I continue to have a faith. You know, thank God because in this world, if you don't have faith and optimism and hope and see the good and the love and all the magnificence, um, man, it can be pretty dark. And I prefer not to live in that dark place. It's too much of a an exquisite opportunity that we've all been given um, to just you know read the headlines and think that's what we are. Sounds like a very important and moving, uh, compelling message uh, going along with this uh, documentary series, a Journey of Faith, Corbin Burnson, streaming now on Pure Flicks. Uh, all right, I, I'm sure you're going to ask this all the time because uh, people assume that uh, when you play a character on TV for a long period of time that uh, you actually are that character. Um, and I would imagine you've been hit up many times for uh, divorce or marital advice. <laughs> Uh, and, and yeah. you know, uh, people thinking that you are Arnold Becker. Um, <laughs> besides, don't do it again. What would you say to a guy that's been married three times? Uh, you know, I did have a guy early on. I was doing the middle of LA law. He sits next to me, and you know, he, and LA law is big at the time. And he's, he's, I see him slowly going in, wanting to get advice about his divorce. And <laughs> I. I gave him a load of crap as far as I can remember because I thought, if you're foolish enough to think that I'm a divorce attorney, I'm going to tell you all the wrong things that I possibly have learned out of playing comparison. And I hope your wife takes you for everything you have and, and, you know, and she takes the kids and the house and the cars and all of it and you're stuck because I gave you advice. I'm an actor. <laughs> I like going to Larry David. Yeah, I'll send you in the wrong direction for sure. I don't know. We only have uh, like a minute left, but uh, just a quick James Lipton moment here. Uh, Steve Bochco, what, what was it like working with him? Uh, Steve was wonderful. He was just he just was an observer of life and and put it to it in the most wonderful way that you know uh, he just showed the. The fragility of it, and the humor of it, and the goodness and the kindness of it, and the tragedy of it. He was just, yeah, and all of that he could do in one line of dialogue, and one, you know, one character he could do. So Arnie Becker, the character I played, you know, he's this guy who always assumes he's a money grabbing whatever girl chasing away, and he's the loneliest guy on the planet, you know, and. Um, I think, you know, he could speak to a lot of people all at once, and I miss him. Uh, he was a good man gone way before his time, but who knows whose time is what. So maybe he did everything he could. All right, well, Carmen, uh, pleasure having you on our uh, After Hours uh, podcast here on Believe. Uh, we wish you the best of luck uh, with uh, Journey of Faith streaming now on Pure Flicks. Uh, sounds like a, a very, uh, as we said, uh, compelling piece. Uh, thanks so much for being with us. It, it was a pleasure having you on the show. And thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Thanks, Corbin. All right, thanks a lot. Corbin Burnson, ladies and gentlemen. And that was kind of interesting. I like that. I mean, uh, that's kind of like us, uh, our approach, uh, where, uh, you know, a guy calls and says, uh, oh, so uh, here you guys, uh, you know, I do, uh, like, music videos. Uh, yeah, yeah, sure. Of course we do. <laughs> First thing, you never say no. <laughs> it happened to me, uh, you know, uh, a long time ago, and it actually triggered a pretty good period of uh, time in my, uh, well, what would you call it, uh, professional career. Career, yeah, yeah. Where, um, you know, we, we happened to uh, send out a bunch of inquiries, just trying desperately to get any kind of work. And uh, we happened on a guy, and uh, he and his brother, uh, brothers uh, had all played in the NHL, and, and uh, I believe his last name was Stanfield. 
uh, and, and he had just taken over a, a regional cable network that was about to move its way into Florida. And so um, he said, well, I saw your piece. I don't really have any interest in what it was that you presented to me. But uh, is there any chance that you guys uh, know anything about horse racing? <laughs> and we were like, uh, you've come to the right place. <laughs> so uh, sure enough, that we ended up, uh, it ended up being a long-term production deal. And, uh, you know, a television uh, and a program that we produced uh, for years for uh, Sunshine Network, uh, which uh, was in its fledgling stage. Uh, where we had the replay show of the races every day on TV, which would now be so obsolete. Yeah, I mean, think yeah, about yeah. that. Now, now everybody has it on their phone, right? Yep, yep, uh, yep. You know, people are uh, on their computer in the Maldives and are watching uh, you know, the fifth of Aqueduct. <laughs> it's incredible. <laughs> and our race was two days ago. Did you get down? Yeah, I did. <laughs> Unfortunately. All right. Uh, yeah, Bernson, uh, he, he was big on L.A. Law. That, that's what I remember him from. Yeah, you you uh, wanted to. Uh, we didn't have time we to do anything because it was one of those seven minute jobs, unfortunately. And yeah. uh, we were out of time before we even started because yeah. I always love when those get going late. Yep. Yep. And the PR guy is adamant, like, oh, well, he's got to be out of there by 939. Or you guys are dead. <laughs> like, oh, OK. Thanks. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, we can't stop the guy from talking. I, I'm sure he was getting the high sign. A hundred percent. It's kind of like being on Radio Row there for the uh, Super Bowl. But uh, uh, you uh, said Major, Major League. League. Uh, it was Major uh, League very was much uh, the model by yeah. which the Marlins have. Uh, <laughs> Rob Dorn, of, uh, he was like know, the old guy. As their franchise model. Who played and then went into management. He was a, a long, he was a big part of Major League. And Major League does replicate what a lot of Major League franchises have done over the last yeah. decade plus. All right. I, I mean, uh, it's kind of an interesting thing that... Uh, you know, we, we didn't get a chance to really get to that. But uh, I, I think, uh, how, how would he have known that the Marlins were going to take a look at what they did in the movie and deliberately tank forever into perpetuity so they could eventually be good on another one of these five-year plans that never seems to uh, take hold? Because you're nowhere after three, you realize you're completely lost after four and fucked after five. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Well, a lot of fun being with you guys today here, here on Believe. We always enjoy, uh, you know, you, you guys uh, tuning in. You can catch us uh, in our uh, full splendor uh, Monday through Friday, and that's uh, 7 and 9 Eastern time. Yes, sir. Uh, the live show, South Florida Live, is a channel, uh, and uh, just uh, punch up the Defo show, D-E-F-O, and uh, you get Luby and me. Uh, today, uh, our guest uh, was Jim Laranega, uh, writing a nice story in uh, college basketball this year. Of course, uh, a local entity. And a University of Miami basketball team member really being completely overlooked, though, yep, uh, Louis. Yep, yep. They're uh, what? Are, are they atop the ACC or did yes. you say a half game behind? No, atop, no, no. Right? They're atop the ACC. They're top 15 mm -hmm. in the country. Yet in this bracketology nonsense, they have them at the fifth seed. So I don't know fifth how seed. that yeah, works. Not, not much respect. <laughs> see, see, when you look at the team and they're on the floor and even uh, when they're involved in games that they're winning, you know, you're looking going, well, what, what's going on here? You know, they, they don't have that guy that, not scary. that jumps off the screen at you. Yeah, yeah. Like, like this uh, kid uh, that played last night for Alabama. Which uh, was Brandon great. Brandon Miller, yeah, and Brandon Miller, who's in the controversy. Brandon Miller, yeah, that, that was a beauty, huh? I, I I didn't pay much attention to that story at first because it just sounded like another, you know, uh, weird uh, college basketball player gets arrested on a guns charge, a weapons charge, yep. and um, and then you start looking into it and, and you're asking yourself, how on earth was he representing the University of Alabama, and uh, you know, uh, you know, carrying the logo of their school on his chest? as they played on national television in a, in a huge basketball game 
And uh, he had a monster ball game. I mean, uh, if a guy's immune to pressure, it would be this kid, Brandon Miller, who also, you know, I think what? He's considered one of the top five guys coming out of college this year. I, I didn't know that much about him, really. Well, he's considered a wide really game last night in the country. And, you know, when you mix the G League and uh, one and Dunners that aren't really great but have potential, he's slated to be a top 10 pick. It's just this yeah. whole story's sort of weird. A bizarre story. I mean, uh, you know, he's friends with a guy on the team, Darius Miles, who, who says, why don't you bring like a gun to wherever you're meeting me? And supposedly he had a uh, legal permit, uh, you know, to carry a gun or, or to have a gun. Uh, and, and was in his car. I, I, you know, all of the details, uh, I don't know that I have a firm grasp of all of them. Who does? But, uh, yeah, so, you know, I mean, it, it's hard to judge. But, uh, you know, and, and supposedly this uh, Miles guy starts texting him, hey, uh, you know, make sure you bring the gun. But he's already got it in the car. Yep. Which is a curious, uh, you know, situation. Although a, a black, uh, you know, guy in Alabama might be wise, you know, to carry a weapon if, uh, if you're capable of doing that. Uh, and, and so, sure enough... Uh, the, the guy Miles ends up shooting somebody, or supposedly, allegedly, uh, shot uh, a woman uh, named uh, Harris, who uh, was uh, in, in an argument with him. And there was another guy present. Uh, now it could have been that that guy did it. I, I don't know, but uh, the gun uh, was uh, the weapon that was involved in this uh, murder was uh, that of uh, Brandon Miller. Now you would think, with that kind of cloud hovering over somebody, that uh, you know the uh, discretion. What would be, uh, you know, to, to not have him play and represent your school that particular night. But it was a big ball game in the SEC, and it is the SEC, as Luby says, <laughs> and, and they really don't care. Exactly. <laughs> this guy, Greg Byrne, looked like uh, George Santos trying to explain his way out of a situation. Well, you know, we uh, don't do investigations here, and that's not our business, and the police are doing their job, and according to everything that we've heard, and the man has cooperated fully and is uh, completely innocent. Like, well, seeing as you don't know that, uh, you would have to think exactly. that, uh, unfortunately, as unfair as it might be to Brandon Miller, uh, if he sat out a game, it would not necessarily be uh, in, you know, the, the worst interests of the university. No, I, I would think that, you know, they, they just would have taken a pass on this, uh, you know, for one night, but uh, nothing. Right, that's college basketball today. Huh? Uh, it's college athletics. Like that's the it's thing all about is... the fabulous moolah, you know, and uh, what what. They try to act like this is uh, something that's going to be of value for young people to see how uh, situations like this are handled and what the consequences might be of doing something like this. And uh, there are no consequences. That's a beauty because he was able to score 41 points in this game. Exactly. And if anything, just stamped himself further on uh, you know the uh, <laughs> list of standouts that are coming off the college uh, courts and, and hardwoods this year. Unbelievable. Yeah, I mean, look, I, I understand the idea of, well, the court system hasn't done anything, so why do we? I mean, this isn't the NFL, which I think they should do something too. This is college, and there's enough weirdness with this story that he is involved in some way. Like he could there's make some the game. kind of vagary to it, yeah. I mean, his connection. Uh, I, I, you know, I mean, your first instinct is to think, well, well, if uh, one of your friends called you and said, "Hey, can you bring me a gun?" It would be an alarming uh, situation yes. for you. You wouldn't just follow through. And, and you would say, hey, listen, Darius, what do you need a gun for? There would be some kind of response. You wouldn't have this, uh, you know, unwritten blood brother code where, uh, you know, yeah, whatever you say, I'm not going to question it. Especially, you know, something like that. And it's not like he said, hey, you know, lend me $1,000 and don't ask any questions. I mean, this was like bring a gun somewhere, wherever he was. That's not going to be good. You would have to think that uh, he wouldn't have requested that unless uh, the, you know, guy had some intention to use it, no? 
look again or felt so endangered i mean that you would want to run there anyway with your gun drawn yourself we talked about it this morning look people have guns for recreational purposes and they'll go with buddies to the range but i whenever i've only done it a couple times but the times i've been involved the word range is involved in the discussion of the gun yeah to have the word gun by itself in my personal experience, which isn't a lot, and TV didn't act like uh, didn't seem like they were guns going. Guns usually gun. aren't standing alone unless something sinister is involved. Yeah. From, from what I've very in my uh, life. very questionable that this guy would play a college basketball game last night. Exactly. Regardless right of uh, the fact that he he may be completely innocent. Okay, so and, find uh, out. You know, just a, a victim of uh, some very unfortunate circumstances uh, that he was even implicated at all. That, that that's entirely possible, and I mean. Uh, well, we, we can't make that judgment, but uh, the the, the uh, idea that uh, there was this dark cloud hovering over the entire scenario, uh, you would plays. have to think that Alabama <laughs> would be ill-advised to have this young man representing them in a basketball game on national television as uh, the crowd. I mean, uh, you could not have been more derisive to uh, this kid than the crowd was last night. And uh, yet in their face, he went 14 of 25, tied oh, the game in that. regulation with a spectacular bucket and won the game in overtime with a very... Uh, you know, I mean, uh, j- just not the simplest of shots. So a uh, brilliant performance by uh, Brandon Miller under the circumstances. But, wow, the best performance was Greg Byrne, yeah. the athletic director <laughs> for Alabama, acting like he was doing the right thing. Way to go, kid. I would imagine he, he just, you know, like like with uh, an absolutely unbending spine, stands up to Nick Saban whenever he has oh, some I'm sure. kind of bond. <laughs> I'm sure. Because, listen, Nick, that ain't happening. I bet. Greg Byrne. <laughs> wow. Talk about a puppet. Maybe he's a brilliant athletic director. I don't know. I mean, am I being uh, a little judgmental here? Because uh, I, I thought this situation uh, was handled uh, very questionably. I don't know if it was, no, it was poorly. I mean, look, if the guys completely had nothing to do with it, uh, all right. You know, I mean, uh, sh- should he suffer any consequences when it was all on Darius Miles? But uh, th- there was too much. But he's involved. You know, too many curious points to this thing. Like, look, to, to make you think that you couldn't wait a day to feature him on the court on national TV representing. Innocent people get jobbed, and and then that it's sad, and you you feel yeah. for that. But you can't say he's a hundred percent innocent in involvement. You might say he didn't. And if do it turns crime, out to be the case, if he missed this game, was that you know going to be? And, and exactly, look, look, he got a text, and there's no refi- there's no text where he's like, no, <laughs> there's no proof that he. Oh yeah, what do you need a gun for? And then and a crime happened. My question, yeah. So maybe we're, we're, we're leaping, maybe, but there's enough there for him to... I'm not talking about go to prison. And I, I'm hoping he is uh, absolved. Uh, yeah. you know, I, I would like to think he wasn't involved in anything uh, this sinister. That would be great. But uh, I, I just thought at the time being, I, you know, especially since the situation had been so badly exacerbated by Nate Oates, who was getting high praise for the job he had done with Alabama, having, uh, hovering, having them hovering at the top there uh, of college basketball all year long. And uh, they do come up with this uh, big victory last night in, in overtime, uh, courtesy of uh, Brandon Miller. But, but when he said that, uh, well, you know, it's no big deal. That guy was in the wrong place at the wrong time. Uh, that, that, that seemed to uh, re- really marginalize the impact of what happened there, yep. where a woman was shot on campus by one of his basketball players, by the way, possibly, or uh, his buddy. But, uh, you know, the circumstance came about because a gun was brought to them by Brandon Miller. Yep. Whether it was indirectly or uh, whatever, but uh, nonetheless, uh, very curious that that kid was playing a basketball game last night on national TV representing a 
a, a, a uh, an American college or, or an institution of higher learning. Yeah, you would think. That's the thing. It's college. Well, it's college. It doesn't In an interscholastic sporting event that had no other meaning other than, uh, you know, to uh, give the kids a chance to go out there and get some exercise. Look, there's enough involvement there that if you suspend him, it's not the end of the world. You want to back your yeah. player, fine. But, look, we just want to see what's going on. We want things to calm down a little bit. You know, we're going to sit, yeah. we're going to sit him for now. Darius is We sitting. need a couple of more days to decipher what's happening here. Darius supposedly didn't do the shooting either, right? Supposedly, the story is another guy did the shooting. So why is Darius sitting? Because yeah. Darius is too close to this, and you're not going to take a chance. And I, I commend them for that. So why is he playing? Because <laughs> he need him. He scored 41 points last night. 14 of 25, <laughs> 7 of 8 from the line. Had a ton of assists. Was a huge factor. Dramatic fashion. Tied the game with 0.8 seconds to go and won it in overtime. Yeah, exactly. But with a little time remaining on the clock. All right, uh, that'll do it for us for uh, today. Tune in to uh, South Florida Live. You want to catch us uh, during the week, 7 to 9 Eastern. It's a live show. Our thanks to Corbin Burnson for joining us here on the program. For Mike Luby Lubitz, I'm Jeff DeForest. And uh, always great being with you on uh, this particular uh, platform because, as you know, whatever endeavor you're getting into, you got to believe. Hey, folks, Tony Segreto here. Let me ask you a question. What do you look for when you go out to eat? Good food, obviously, friendly atmosphere, not too loud, but good energy, reasonable prices, and a place where you feel comfortable. All those ingredients, <laughs> no pun meant there, are hard to find unless you're talking about the Texas Roadhouse. You see, they encompass all of those attributes. Really, really good food, amazing atmosphere, good for a family, good for a date, or just a night out for yourself, and prices that will make you extremely happy. Their ribs unmatched, steaks hand cut every day. Everything, and I mean everything, is made on site, including their incredible bread. It's the one day, folks, that you can forget about low-carb diets. Trust me when I tell you, Texas Roadhouse, your restaurant, your destination, when you say, where should we go and eat tonight? Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.